Tyler. I'm Kelly. And I'm Brandy. And you are listening to the infamous podcast, Bitch, I'm Not Well, where we discuss bitches who are truly unwell. unwell. today wonderful fantastic it's because i'm here it is because you're here every time you're here i just feel amazing you love me i do love you you're my bestie you are my bff (laughs) what do you have for us today well i have a long one for you today all right it is about an evil step bitch oh called leticia stouch which i think i'm saying her name wrong Her last name. She said it on one of the interviews that I watched, and it's not pronounced like it's spelled. But I'm going to call her Stouch. Letitia Stouch, also known to me as the evil step bitch. Oh, okay. (laughs) But known to her friends as Tisha or T, was spawned in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. (laughs) I was going to say born, but... She's evil. She was indeed spawned. After reading about what she did, she was definitely spawned. She was not born. She was born August 4th in 1983. So her criminal record started pretty early. It was 2001 when she was still in high school. And she started off by making a bomb threat at her school. Wait, what? She made a bomb threat at school. In 2001. So how old was she? She was a senior. So. Okay. Like 18. All right. After graduation, she continued her criminal streak with simple assaults and communicating threats. What the hell? She's escalating a little bit. How was she raised? They don't ever say anything about her parents. Yeah. But this bitch is crazy. She crazy. So something did not go right when she was being raised. That bitch ain't right. Mm Mm-mm. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Like she's crazy from the get-go. Then she ramps up from threats to assault. Oh. She was then arrested for car theft. She served 45 days in prison. She was fined $1,000 and was placed on probation for 18 months after this incident. At like 18? Yeah. Yeah. She was starting off early. And she might have stuff before this, but I guess because she was a juvenile. Wasn't released. Yeah, wasn't released. Yeah. Letitia had an off and on relationship with Chance Hunt, who was the father of her daughter. And they were together from 2002 to 2011. When did she have a baby? She had the baby early on in the relationship because... Like right after high school? Yeah, like early 2000s, probably 2002, 2003, because the daughter is around 18 when this crime happens. Okay. In 2010, Letitia was arrested for domestic violence and domestic abuse. Imagine that. But her baby daddy wasn't a saint. By the time they split Chance had over 70 criminal offenses against him. Jeez, and rice. No, how do you have time for that? That's a lot. Was he employed? Maybe he was employed as a criminal and he was just really bad at it and was caught a lot. Yeah. You should go to technical school. You should find another occupation. Something. Letitia was smart, though. Well, book smart, I guess. 
She earned a bachelor's degree in political science from the University of North Carolina, Pembroke. And after earning her bachelor's degree, she went on to earn her master's degree in curriculum and instruction from Capella University in 2011. She then earned a doctorate in education from Liberty University, and she obtained a Colorado license to teach elementary school, special education, and secondary social studies in March 2019. Okay. Well, for being a criminal, you know, doing all that and then pulling yourself together and actually going to college, yeah. getting all these degrees, that's great. Yeah, and she had a child while she was doing this, right. so you know it's extra hard. And right. I'm sure baby daddy wasn't around for the most part. Probably nay-nay. Uh, Letitia worked from November of 2010 through June of 2015 in the education system. Okay. And she worked as a paraprofessional, special education teacher, and a substitute teacher. Can I interject? Yes. If you ever make a threat in a public school system where you're, you know, like, hey, I'm going to blow everybody up, should you really be allowed to become a teacher? You know, that thought never even popped into my head when I was doing all this research. It That's immediately a, popped in. That's a really good point. <laughs> How is she allowed to teach? Yeah. After threatening to blow up a school. And it was on her record. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, that's really scary. Right. You just blew my mind. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Letitia met Al Stouch and his then-wife, Landon, in 2013, and all three of them were on a recreation softball team. So she was friends with him and his wife. Yeah. Okay. They were on the same team. Mm-hmm. But I'm catching the last name, so... Yeah. So Al and Landon had been married for 10 years, and they had two children, Gannon and his younger sister, Lena, when they had met Letitia. Mm-hmm. And Al and Landon accused each other of cheating, which is one of the things that led to them divorcing in 2014. Allegedly, Mm -hmm. Letitia started messing around with Al prior to his divorce. Shame. I know, right? And Letitia and Al were married by 2015. Dang. Yeah. Bitch don't mess around. Bitch don't mess around. Mm -mm. Ain't got time for that. Landon and Al shared custody of their children, but Al grew concerned about the well-being of his children with Landon when she met her new husband. Al suspected Landon's new husband was abusing drugs around his children. Mm. And in 2018, Al and Letitia were awarded full custody of Gannon and Lena. Al had been a member of the U.S. National Guard since 2005, and in 2017, he was stationed in Alaska. So Letitia and Harley, which is the name of Mm -hmm. Letitia's daughter, relocated Mm -hmm. to Alaska with Al. While they were in Alaska, Letitia threatened to commit suicide multiple times if they didn't move back to Colorado. Mm. I'm guessing that didn't work because she then accused two of Al's co-workers of sexually assaulting her. What? Yeah. One of them being his captain. Damn. Yeah. Bitch got balls. Yeah. And she obviously does not care who she's accusing. And this, Was there any doubt that it happened? I don't think there was any proof that it happened. Okay. I think this was just me killing myself isn't going to work, so let oh. me try something else to get us out yeah, of here. different route. The sexual assault line went a lot better than her suicide threats, and she was able to relocate to Colorado Springs. Nice. No. In 2017-2018, Letitia had really exciting news for Al. Okay. She was pregnant with twins. Whoa. Yeah, I got a spoiler. The bitch was not pregnant. Shut the front door. (laughs) She lied. She's a pathological liar. She really was. Like, life's not happening unless Letitia's lying. She's an attention seeker. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That describes her perfectly because all she did throughout her life was lie. Mm-hmm. She started working in August of 2019 through November of 2019 at French Elementary. She then resigned. 
Stouch was in the middle of orientation for Mountain Ridge Middle School in Colorado Springs when she was fired on January 24th, 2020. Oh, so she didn't resign. She was fired. She was fired. Okay. And Colorado did its due diligence. It ran a thorough background screen. She was screened through the CBI and everything came back good. She was offered the position and then the school continued its due diligence. Did they just do a local search like in Colorado? <laughs> they probably did. Yeah, I'm Let's thinking see, was so. was at a 10 mile radius of her address. Right. 10's <laughs> good. 10 should be fine. She looks fine. It's good. We didn't. We definitely didn't go federal because the bomb threat thing should have thrown up some red flags. <laughs> Um, so while the school district was doing its reference checks, there was a lot of inconsistencies found. Okay. One of the numbers of her previous employer was called and a man answered the phone and they asked if Letitia was there and he was like, no, but they were pretty sure they heard her in the background. Mm. They called another reference and Letitia answered the phone pretending like she was someone else. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So not only was she a liar, she was a really bad liar. Mm. Was it the same number? <laughs> Probably so. They're like, huh, this is a South Carolina area code. Again. These are the same numbers. Identical. This is crazy. What are the odds? Two different schools have the Maybe same Maybe it's just phone two number. different departments in the same area. That's probably what it was. Yeah. The counseling department and the teaching department. Right. They when just, she got promoted. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> so Letitia actually ended up teaching in South Carolina. So wait, uh, they didn't catch on that it was her? Mm-mm. Okay. Right. Or if they did, they didn't care. They assumed she was young when it happened. I don't know. I really don't know what the reason was. Or no, if... I mean, like her answering the phone and talking on the phone. They didn't know that was oh, her. Well, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth with this. This is before they moved to Colorado and they found out that she was lying about her references and then it was her. That's why she got fired because. Oh, because they, they checked her references. They checked her references while she was in orientation. And they're like, nah. Oh. But before this, she already had a not too positive teaching record. She worked at a South Carolina school for seven days as a middle school social studies teacher in Marion County. She quit this position because she accused Gannon's mother, Landon Hoyt, of harassing and retaliating against her. So she quit her job? She quit her job because someone's mother was being mean to her. Gannon is her stepson? Stepson. And at the time, Landon had joint custody of the kids. Right. So they were both seeing him, but Letitia was adamant that she was being harassed and retaliated against. Okay. There was never any evidence to back it up. And her educator certificate from South Carolina was actually suspended for six months following this incident, noting a breach of contract in abandoning her teaching duties. Mm. She had signed an annual contract with the Marion County School District in June of 2015. Mm -hmm. And she signed a contract to teach with Charleston, South Carolina, or at the same time. Okay. Not sure how she was planning on teaching for both schools, but apparently she thought she could handle it and nobody would find out. How could you not find out? I have no idea. Like, Are you going to teleport? Like, I can only teach during this hour, which is my off hour at the other school. Right. <laughs> One of them was going to catch on. Are you going to call in sick every other week? Okay. When she had her educator certificate suspended, she stated she left due to harassment and retaliation, and she had requested to be released from her contract due to pending military moves. Mm. This request, according to her, was denied, which I really can't see because most places are really I mean, if you have a military move? With working around <clears throat> military families. Legally, I don't think they can deny it. Yeah, I don't think so. 
but I'm assuming that's not why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she quits. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think Letitia was really sure of the exact reasons that she quit after seven days. Yeah. It was too much. Seven days is too long. That's a lot. That's a lot of times I have to get up and go to work. <laughs> And you only go to school five days a week. So at least two of those days, like you had two days off in between those seven days. That's true. Maybe she needed a three-day weekend. Letitia really wasn't 100% positive on why she quit, but it was definitely due to being harassed and retaliated against. And it was probably because Gannon's mother was doing the harassing and the entire school system jumped in and was harassing her as well. Oh, Yeah. Okay. She was a real important person to have an entire school system harassing her. Right. They had nothing better to do. So if you haven't figured it out, Letitia is a liar. No. (laughs) And she's not a good liar. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's the perfect (laughs) sound effect for this. Like, as I'm reading all this stuff, I'm like, Al, did you not know any of this? No. This isn't just like a red flag going. This is like the referee throwing the flags. (laughs) He's freaking Kleenex box of flags. He ran out of flags. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to stop talking about this bitch for right now. And we're going to talk about sweet little Gannon. Aw. He is freaking adorable in his pictures online. Like, I just want to hold him. Oh, He is so cute. He was born September 29th, 2008 in South Carolina. But this was not his due date. Okay. He was born extremely premature. And he weighed one pound six ounces at wow. his birth. And the doctors gave him a 10% chance of surviving. Oh, little Gan. They also told Gannon's parents if by some rare chance he did survive, he would more than likely be mental and physically disabled. Oh no. Gannon survived. He beat all of the odds and he was a fighter because he survived being a micro preemie and went on to be considered gifted and was actually in a gifted school system. Gannon the cannon. Exactly. Go he get was him. going places. Get him, Gan. He enjoyed playing playing Super Mario and Pokemon on his Nintendo Switch, riding his bike, and playing with his friends. Oh, He would have gotten along really good with my boys. He sure would have. On January 26th of 2020, Al left Colorado for a two-week training course in Oklahoma, leaving Letitia home alone with the three kids, her daughter Harley and her stepkids, Gannon and Lena. Mm. At 2 p.m. I don't think I'm going to like this. No, you're not. The next bit is a timeline. I put it in here like this because it helped me understand what was going on more. Okay. The whole time I'm reading it, I'm like, what? This doesn't make sense. Like, how did it even take you this long to catch on to it? Like, none of this makes sense. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So at 2 p.m. on the 26th, Letitia Gannon and Lena go for a hike. While they're hiking, Gannon's stomach becomes upset. Where's her kid? Harley was called into work at the last minute because somebody else had called out, so she wasn't able to go. She was supposed to go, but at the last minute, she ended up having to go to work. I never could find her exact age, but I'm assuming she's over 18 or older. 16, 17, yeah. Because she could drive at this time, and she had a job. Okay. After their hike, they arrive back at the house at 5.48 p.m. That evening, Gannon, in air quote, because at this point, people weren't 100% positive that it was actually Gannon texting his dad at this time. Oh. So Gannon, quotation marks, asks his dad if they have any bath salts. Al believes that Gannon is asking for bath salts as in the drug. Oh. And Al texts Letitia to hide their bath salts bubbles and all of their bath supplies. Wait, are bath salts drugs the same thing as bath salts? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Not 100% on my drugs, so. Al then texts Gannon and tells him that he can't go to his friend's house because supposedly this friend told Gannon he could only come over if he brought bath salts. Maybe he just needed a soothing bath. He might have. He might have had a backache. His ankle hurt. He was going to soak it. (laughs) 
don't know. I'm looking for the Epsom salt, Dad. Fine, Dad. I just have a bellyache. I'm going to take a bath in Epsom salt, then I'm going to head on over. So while you're doing that, I'm going to look up yeah, bath look up salts. Bath salts and let me like know. Like the drug and see what that is. Let me know if it's actually Epsom bath salts. I will. Salts. Okay, continue. So later the night of the 26th, um, what would later become notorious is the candle incident occurred. Supposedly, Gannon lit a candle because his stomach issues were making the room stink. While the candle was lit, Gannon was playing with it and spilt wax on the carpet. Letitia videos herself telling Gannon that they were going to have to sell something to repair the carpet. They were probably going to get kicked out and they were going to be homeless. Mm. They might have to sell the couch. They might have to sell his Nintendo Switch. His dad is going to be so angry. And the braiding goes on and on. And during the video, you can hear Gannon, who sounds pitiful, apologizing, crying, and saying he burnt his hand and he wants to make sure he's going to be okay. Uh-huh. On January 27th, Letitia texts Al around 2.45 in the morning, telling him that Gannon was having stomach issues and wouldn't be going to school that day. At around 3 a.m., she texts her new boss to let them know she wouldn't be there because her stepfather was hit by a car and died. Wait, her stepfather? Yeah, that was why she didn't go to school. I mean, yeah, like to work that day. Okay. However, Letitia's stepfather was killed by getting hit by a car, but it had occurred five years earlier in 2015. Maybe it was the Memorial Day. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm baffled because why would you use that? I mean, if your kid really does have stomach problems, that's a just saying. My kid's got stomach issues, and nobody wants to be around you anyway if your kid has stomach issues because everybody's worried that it's a stomach bug. At least that's what my mind goes to immediately. Mm. And I don't want to get your stomach bug. So please, yes, Mm -mm. stay home and take care of your child. Okay, I found what bath salts are. What is it? Okay, they are powerful and dangerous stimulant drugs, also known as Boom, Cloud9, Flocka, Scarface, Vanilla Sky, and White Lightning. They are sold as a white or off-white powder. They contain man-made chemicals that increase brain and central nervous system activity in much of the same way like amphetamines or MDMA drugs. It's just a man-made chemical. It is not, in fact, bath salts for your tub. Oh, that's good to know. I would hate to get a high while I'm taking a bath soaking in my Epsom salt. I might love it. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) Are you, though? No. (laughs) I just try to be a badass. I thought you were a badass. I still think you are. Aw, so sweet. (laughs) I don't know why Letitia just couldn't tell her boss the truth. Right. Because she's incapable of it. We're we're coming to see that this is a five-letter word that is not in Letitia's vocabulary. She has no idea what truth means. Mm -mm. If she's not lying, she's not living. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Around 8 a.m., Letitia took two pictures of Gannon asleep in his bed and sent them to Al, which is kind of creepy. Like, I have taken pictures of my kids sleeping, but it's usually if they're because doing they're something so adorable. cute yes. or one of the animals is like cuddled up to them. And, yes. But not like, hey, look, your kid's sick and he's in bed for real. All right. That's after everything else that goes on. That's kind of what people think. Like she wanted him to know that he was still alive. Farley left for work around 8 a.m. and she clocked in at her job at 8.30. Okay. And at 9 a.m., Letitia had texted Harley a picture of their dog. Okay. So she's still at home. At 9.56 that morning, Letitia locks her phone and then forgets it at home. Okay. 
At 10.12, a neighbor's security camera captures Letitia and Gannon getting into the family's Nissan Frontier. Letitia told police later that they were running errands. I don't know about you, but if I'm having stomach issues, I sure as hell don't want to be running errands. No. No, I don't want to poop in a public bathroom. Or poop your pants. Yes. What if I can't make it? Wait, so she was having stomach issues. Well, no, her son was, but you okay, would, but I, I think it's her stepson. I thought he was dead. Well, he's not yet. For yet. sure he's still alive at 10 a.m. Okay, so she takes a sleeping picture and he was like He was still alive. Still alive. And they're assuming it was from <clears throat> that morning and it wasn't one that she already had on her cell phone. Uh, but they kind of think that the texts between Letitia and her daughter were trying to give her like an alibi, I guess. Or her daughter was in on it. Her daughter was not. Thank God. She had oh, no okay. idea. Okay. She actually testified against her mom when this went to trial. Really? Yeah. Go girl. If my child was sick, I would not take him to run errands. No. There's nothing that important that it can't wait. I mean, you have a daughter that's old enough to drive and old enough to go to work. She didn't go to school at eight o'clock in the morning, so she's probably out of high school. Mm-hmm. She can pick it up on her way home from work. Sure. Or if you want to go shopping when she gets home from work, then you go. That's right. I don't um, take a sick kid anywhere. You know, Letitia <laughs> had a really important errand that needed to be taken care of immediately. I got you. You want to know what it was? The doctor. Petco. Petco, even better. Yeah, she went to Petco and bought their dog three sweaters. Well, that was emergent. It was. The was dog could have been cold. Possibly. It's it, probably freezing. Her purchase was completed at 11.22 a.m. And employees at Petco and the surveillance videos show Letitia in the store, but no Gannon. And she's seen peering out the window quite a bit. So she might have been checking on Gannon that way. Mm-hmm. At 12.06, I'll text Gannon's phone to see how he was feeling. And this text goes unread for a while. Okay. At 1.20, Gannon text Harley that he missed her. Okay. At 1.21, Gannon reads Al's text message and responds back asking if he can play Zelda on his Nintendo Switch. Gannon is still punished, so Al tells him no, he cannot play on his Switch. Okay. One minute later, Letitia returns to Petco. I don't know why. To exchange the sweater. Maybe so. Maybe the colors didn't look good on her dog. <laughs> okay. I don't know. They never said what she did this time, but she left Gannon at home alone because nobody saw him get back in the car. At 1.43 that afternoon, mm-hmm. Gannon searches, can my parents find my cell phone if it is turned off? Now, Gannon's 11 at this time. My kid's 11. I don't see him googling that sounds suspicious by 2 22 p.m the vehicle is back in their driveway so it is assumed that Letitia and Gannon are back at the house by this time at 2 56 p.m Letitia unlocks her phone for the first time since that morning okay at 3 15 Lena Gannon's younger sister got home from school and Letitia tells her that Gannon is sick and she cannot see him but she needs to go outside and play 3.55 p.m., I'll text Gannon again, and this text goes unread. Gannon's phone continues to be used after this time, more than likely by Letitia. Mm-hmm. At 4.27 p.m., Harley arrives home from work, and Letitia asks her to go to the store to get cleaning supplies, and Harley and Lena leave the house together at 4.50 Okay. The evening of the 27th, Letitia calls 911 to report Gannon missing, and the 911 dispatcher refers Letitia to the non-emergency line, assuming that as an 11-year-old, Gannon is a runaway. Okay. This pisses me off. Mm-hmm. He is classified at 702 in police records as a runaway. Oh. I'm sorry. He's 11. 
Even if he did run away, you need to be looking for him. He can't get a job. He can't take care of himself. Plus, he was sick. He was sick. Yeah. He had no issues before this of ever running away or getting in trouble. Like, this isn't his normal behavior. Something's Mm -hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. At this same time, Harley is in her car driving around the neighborhood looking for Gannon. She's freaking out. And Letitia finally tells Al what's going on, that his son is missing. So it's at 6.55. She calls the cops and says, my stepson is missing. And she doesn't tell him till 9? Yeah. Okay. And... At 9 p.m., Harley is still driving around looking for Gannon. Letitia is at home. So her daughter is more worried about the little boy not being at home than the stepmom. Hmm. At around 11 p.m., detectives show up at Letitia and Al's home and do the initial walkthrough. There's a recording of Letitia speaking with the detectives, and she sounds happy. Okay. She's freaking laughing and joking around. Nope. Um, She's not worried at all. Even the detectives noted that she wasn't concerned that her 11-year-old was gone. I'm sure you feel the same way, but if Mm. I don't see my kids for like 60 seconds, yes, like my heart is racing, I am in tears, where is my child? I couldn't imagine him being gone for five or six hours and being like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It'll work itself out. Everything is funny. He'll be back. I'm like, no, no. She knew he wouldn't be back. Yeah, she did because bitch is crazy. Yeah, like I probably need to be tranquilized. I'd be running up and down the road screaming, Same. knocking on people's door, calling Same. everybody. Mm. Yeah, call, at least making phone calls to all his friends. and. Yeah, not this bitch. She was living it up with the detectives like they were over for tea and crumpets. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the neighbors were made aware the evening of the 27th that Gannon is missing and... A neighbor of Letitia's contacts her on Facebook offering to help search for Gannon and spread the word. And Letitia blocked her. What? Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Now, if that's not a huge red flag right there, like the big ass flag that they put out on football games and they have all this people, this is the size of the red flag. Yeah. Bigger. Like, even if this is your enemy and you absolutely hate this bitch, she's offering to help you find your child. Mm-mm. Think you can put your differences aside and talk to her. Don't block her. You need all the help you can get. Your kid's gone. Yes, much appreciated. Yes. So the next morning, January 28th, the whole community is aware that Gannon is missing and they begin looking back over all of their security footage because this is 2020. So they have ring doorbells and security yes. cameras. And everybody was asked to look and see if they caught Gannon right. on camera cameras. because supposedly he went to a friend's house or he ran away. And so somebody should have seen him leaving the house. Letitia's not exactly sure what time Gannon left, though. She said it was definitely between 3.15 and 4 and that he went to a friend's house. But she didn't ask her 11-year-old whose house he was going to or what they would be doing. He also did not bring his cell phone. Okay. My child is, like, the cell phone is part of his body. If he's going somewhere. <laughs> Most kids, yes. Yeah, if you're going somewhere, you're going to bring your cell phone. I want to know where you're going. And I'm probably going to bring you over there, even if it is next door. Right. To make sure that the child is home, that it's okay parents with parents. Parents are okay, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Okay, I'm going to be texting you every hour or so to make sure that you're good. You don't want to come home. Like, no, he didn't have a cell phone. I don't know where he went. He's fine. He's 11. It's fine. He's practically a grown man. I know. Exactly. (laughs) Why are you panicking? So when Gannon's dad, she informed him the night before. Yes. Did he hightail at home? Did he? He did. He got a flight from Oklahoma back to Colorado. Okay. So 8 a.m. on the 28th, Letitia leaves their home in her VW Tegan, and she parks it in short-term parking at the airport. Okay. And she rents a Kia Rio, and then she picks Al up from the airport in the rental car. Why? Al 
asked that too. And Letitia told him, well, we're leasing the Tegan, and if we go over the miles for the lease, we're going to have to pay extra. Seriously? Yeah. Because she's been doing a lot of driving. Exactly. And a rental is cheaper than paying the additional mile or two on the lease. On the lease. And you're going to have to pay for short-term parking at the airport, which is ridiculous. So you're not saving any money. And I bet she bought the extra insurance. She probably. So she picks him up. She picks him up. And on the 28th, uh, Gannon's mom, Landon, and Al's mother and sister all fly into Colorado, or they get to Colorado. I'm not sure where they came from, but they're all there on the 28th. Okay. And they're staying in Al and Letitia's house because they're helping look for Gannon, which they're not even really at the house except for sleeping, which I doubt they're doing any sleeping because your child's missing, but they're yeah. out looking around. They're you're talking not eating, to detectives. You're not sleeping. Yeah. yeah. At 1 p.m., Al and Letitia meet with the detectives at Starbucks for an interview. They explained to the detectives that Gannon had stayed home from school the previous day because he was having stomach issues. Mm-hmm. He was upset over the candle incident mm-hmm. and was asking about bath salts. Mm-hmm. They described Gannon as a good kid that would not run away. And Al does let the detectives know that Gannon's Nintendo Switch is missing. He then gives the detectives Gannon's phone, which was left behind. Okay. At 3.45, Letitia's whereabouts are unknown for the rest of the day. Wait. Yeah. So after the interview, I guess she brings Al home. And at 3.45, she's gone. Nobody knows where she's at. Okay. At 4.30, Al is at the police station doing more interviews, but Letitia does not join him. Okay. Because she's still missing. Yeah, she's still missing. So, like, there's somebody out there kidnapping children and stepmoms. <laughs> okay. Not funny, but not okay. funny, but yeah. So, between 5 and 5.30, Letitia is texting Harley, and she's discussing where she needs to go. Like, Letitia, where should I go? She wants to know what's happening at her house, and if Al has said anything to Harley about Gannon disappearing. So, Letitia is interrogating so her daughter. She's staying away from the house, asking her daughter where she should go hide? Yep. Basically? Basically. And making sure that nobody is talking about her. Okay. And they don't find anything at the house. Guilty. Yeah. At around 6 p.m., Letitia finally contacts the detectives. And she lets them know that she can't come in for an interview today. She has stomach problems. Well, she probably caught them from Gavin. Yeah. 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 And um, she let them know that it was so bad that she's having to use public toilets. No. Yes. My heavens. That's I the worst. No. Trying to she, pass a fart silently. That's difficult in a yeah. public restroom. Like, forget my stepson is missing. I've got diarrhea. And they still don't know where this bitch is. Mm, but mm, she mm, does mm. tell the detectives about their home life and how everything was great. And she loved her stepchildren. And she's a great mom. Mm-hmm. And then the detectives request Gannon's toothbrush so they can get some DNA off of it. Okay. And... By this time, everybody's aware that Letitia is gone. She is missing. Al knows. His ex-wife knows. His parents know. It's obvious Letitia is not at the house, and she is not out searching not for the baby. Not suspicious missing. at all. So Al and his family, they start driving around looking for her vehicle, which she told them was parked at the school that she was working at. The Tegan was not parked there. And Al also does not know that she was fired and does not work at the school anymore. So he kind of figures that out at the same time he realizes she's lying about where she parked her car. So they should be looking out for Gannon and, you know, trying to search for him. And instead they're looking for this bitch. Yeah, they're trying to find this bitch because I honestly, I don't know why. Like, you're an adult. You're on your own. If you don't want to help me find my kid, that's fine. But don't expect me to worry about you. Mm-mm. 
At around 7 p.m. that night, Letitia picks up her car from the airport and she parks the Kia there. Okay. She then calls detectives and is pissed and bitches them out because Harley was left alone with male detectives in her home. Well, Letitia, you weren't there. Pardon? Everybody else is out looking for the child. Harley is obviously at home watching the little sister. Where are you at, Letitia? You should be here. You can't get mad. You weren't here to protect your daughter. You obviously weren't here to protect your stepson. So detectives arrive back at the Stolch residence at 10 p.m. And they begin to take pictures and collect evidence. And at 10 p.m., Harley is still the only adult at the residence. Well, yeah, because everybody's out looking for crazy bitch. Yeah. Um, Harley tries to leave the residence when the detectives arrive, but she's asked to stay and answer questions. Letitia then begins texting Harley Asking if the detectives are asking about her. My God. Can you be more obvious? Yeah. At 10.45, Letitia texts the detective to complain about the investigation and the fact that she feels like she's being set up. Oh, set up? Yeah. Now, everybody's just looking for a kid. Exactly. Like, as of this point, everything that I looked at, nobody thinks that she did anything. They still think Gannon's a runaway or he was on his way to a friend's house and somebody else picked him up. They're not thinking that you did anything. It's the guilt. Yeah. Your ass being gone for eight hours is definitely not giving them warm, fuzzy feelings. Mm -mm. Guilt. So, again, another red flag, throwing them out of the box. Yeah. Uh, so, Letitia then schedules an interview with the detectives for the following day, January 29th. And she goes and she returns her rental car at 9 a.m. And she gets her Tegan and she goes to the car wash where she washed it for two hours. Oh. Her meeting with the detectives was scheduled for 10 a.m. Letitia arrived two hours late. During this interview, (laughs) Letitia gives her first version of events. Mm -mm. This is the first of at least four different versions that we know of. Oh, my God. Real, real good. Oh, it's real good, Clark. (laughs) Real good, Clark. So she tells detectives that her and Gannon were leaving the neighborhood to run errands. And while they were leaving, they came upon a Hispanic man working at a complex that was under construction. Okay. She tells the detectives that the man's name is Eduardo, and she offered to pay him to replace the carpet that was burned in the candle incident the previous night. She then gives the stranger the code to their garage so he can get in their house. Sweet. Yeah. When Letitia and Gannon arrive back at the house from running errands, Eduardo is still inside their house. She claims that Eduardo is armed with one of Letitia or Al's guns and begins to threaten her. Oh. She says that Eduardo raped her and then oh. kidnapped Gannon. Give me a break. She didn't report the rape or the kidnapping. Instead, mm-hmm. she cleaned up the mess because she didn't want Harley or Lena to know what happened. Oh, oh okay. So the investigators tell her, we're going to need your DNA sample, and they took her cell phone. Mm -hmm. She begins to shove Kleenex in her pants, stating that she peed herself and is having chest pains. Okay. (laughs) She's brought to a local hospital, and guess what? What? She is fine. No. She (laughs) was faking it? She was faking it. No way. No, I know you're surprised. You did not see this coming. I'm in shock. Yeah, like this is out of the blue. I would have never suspected this. I really thought they were going to say she died. Man. Of a massive heart attack. I thought really they were going to have to do like five stents at least. At least. Like open heart (laughs) surgery on the ER floor. Like don't even have time to get to the operating room. Like shit's getting real. 
did they please tell me they did like a rape kit? Well, while she's at the hospital, the investigators tell medical personnel that she needs to have a rape kit Aye. done. Okay, good for them. Yeah. And Letitia says she wants her daughter, Harley, in the room with her while they are doing the exam for support. Sorry. Yes. I would never ever do that to my daughters. No. She goes to get Harley in the waiting room and sneaks out of the hospital. Letitia was not under arrest, so she couldn't be charged for leaving. But this is pretty (gasps) suspicious. If she wasn't a suspect, she is definitely (laughs) a suspect now. Come on, T. Well, she knew they weren't going to find anything on the rape kit. Yeah. Okay. She knew there was no rape kit. Like, she could have just said no. Like, I don't want to do that. And it happened the day before, two days before, so there wouldn't have been anything there. Well, I mean, if she was raped, usually they can find, like, evidence of bruising and stuff. And Well, they didn't get the opportunity because the bitch snuck out. Okay. On January 30th, Gannon's case is finally changed from runaway to endangered missing child. Poor baby. And I feel like this should have been what he was classified from the get-go. But yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, So, once he is classified as endangered missing, the FBI and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children are notified. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot more people looking for him now. And somehow, Letitia is still not a suspect. (laughs) What? Yeah. You would think that sneaking out of a hospital while investigators are waiting for your rape kit Did they try to hunt down this Hispanic guy? Yes. Okay. They were looking for Eduardo, mm-hmm. but there was no evidence that he had gone to their house. There was no Eduardo anywhere around the property. Mm. She goes to the news to do a live interview to, hard. to get her truth out. And she does the interview with her back to the camera. Why? I have no clue. What the? <laughs> no freaking clue and the reporter is like in front of her to where the camera can still see the reporter's face but they're seeing Letitia's back nice yeah maybe she didn't have her makeup on maybe so she had plenty of excuses I'm sure I'm sure she had plenty while she's doing the interview she tells the reporter that she's received over 20 death threats (gasps) from who Eduardo probably so and probably the neighbor that she blocked on Facebook Mm. And Al's ex-wife, because, and probably the whole South Carolina school system, since they harassed and retaliated against her. Oh, wait, the her. ex-wife is staying in the same home, too. Yeah, she's in the same home. Okay. Um, she states that she is innocent over and over during the interview. Because that's what innocent people shout out. Yep, exactly. Loving parents of a missing child that are completely innocent always repeat over and over how innocent innocent they are. I'm innocent. She never, like, Gannon, we miss you. We love you. Please come home. The only thing she says is how great Gannon was, which he was. Um, She doesn't say what might have happened. She's not asking for him to come home. This genius states that she can't wait for Gannon to come home so he can tell everyone the truth about what happened. And she expects an apology from everyone. When this happens, because she is definitely innocent. Sure, bitch. I don't know. She's not even a suspect at this point. No, but she definitely is now. They they didn't even ask you for this interview. You weren't asking for the interview. You're not even the Gannon. We miss you. We love you. Please come home. No, Gannon, you need to come back. So so you can tell everybody. This a little bit suspicious. That finally, thank you. Finally, they're getting suspicious, and she's she's moving. She's on the list now. She's moving her way up to the top pretty quickly. (laughs) On February 1st, Letitia rents a budget truck 
and loads her daughter's things into it. And her and Harley drive from Colorado to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm. Letitia's reasoning is that she feels uncomfortable with Al's ex-wife staying at their home. So you move move out completely. Exactly. Okay. There's an 11-year-old boy who is your stepson who's still missing. Sweet boy. But don't help. Please go a few states away. Because and his dad. I can't imagine what he's going through. And then your wife is all of a sudden acting freaky and yeah, she's packing up and leaving. And she's gone. She's acting crazy. She's you can't. You, nobody can find where she's at throughout the day when she should be looking for the child. Right. She's making this all about her. On February 2nd, a neighbor of the Stauches finally came forward with surveillance footage from his home security what system. What took so long? I have no idea. Uh, this really blew my Maybe mind. Maybe they were out of town. May, uh, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. They were out of town. Just got the notice. Yeah, maybe. Let's check our cameras. Yeah. Okay. So, on the day of Gannon's disappearance, it shows Letitia and Gannon leaving in the Nissan Frontier. To go to Petco. But only shows Letitia returning. Oh, no. Letitia's next telling of events from January 27th. So, she is in South Carolina this time, but she is talking to her husband on the mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. And they're actually recording the conversations at this time because they know she did something. Suspicious. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no other people around. Like, she is the suspect. There right. is no other suspect. And I don't know how the hell his dad did this, but he is calm mm-hmm. the entire time. And he never yells at her. He even, like, empathizes with her at one point. And I I know he did it because they were being recorded, but I probably would have driven over there and killed the bitch if this was my child. Absolutely. Well, (laughs) I say absolutely. Yeah, like, I would have been freaking out. There's no way that I could have been nice to her. How hurtful. How hurtful. This is your spouse. Somebody that you're supposed to trust and like your best friend and And the thought of them doing something harmful to your child. Yeah. And I don't know if at this point Al was 100% that she did something to him, Mm -hmm. but he knew at this point that something something had happened. Mm -hmm. He really thought that it was an accident. Yeah. And she just didn't want to get in trouble. Right. So during these conversations, the next story that Letitia tells is that she met a man named Quincy Brown that she found on Craigslist, and she was going to purchase an exercise bike from him. Gannon was playing on the bike, and he fell off and hit his head. Quincy loaded Gannon up in his vehicle and said that he would bring Gannon home to bandage him up and call 911, and then he would bring him back to Letitia. Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) That's a lot, huh? Okay, so you meet somebody on Craigslist, which is already like... Uh, no, no. Be very cautious on Craigslist yeah. to purchase an exercise bike. Then your stepson is playing on the bike, hurts himself. The guy who you're purchasing the bike, which you don't know, yep. says, let me go ahead and take care of this. I'll He's bring fine. him right back. Everything is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But is that what I'm understanding? That's exactly what happened. And okay. you're not going to believe this, but Quincy never came back. Shut the front door. I know. Quincy never existed. That's what I thought. After this story, the the next story comes out, and Quincy is still there. Okay. And her and Gannon are running errands, and Quincy Brown laid down in the middle of the road, and she had to stop. When she stopped, he jumped in her car and kidnapped Gannon. Shut up. Yes. Wait, was this after he brought him back? 
like with bandages after he called nine one one and got him all patched up. Yeah. Then he lay down in the middle of the road to stop her car, and then he chose to kidnap Gannon after he was back in possession of Letitia. That must be what happened. That's and exactly the, the second telling. She just forgot the whole first part of it and just went back to the second part. By God, that makes so much sense now. Yeah, and. Quincy Brown did actually exist. Mm. Uh, His name and description were in the local news at this time because he was wanted as a sex offender in an unrelated case. However, Quincy Brown had been in Mexico for the past two years, and there is no way he could have kidnapped and murdered (gasps) Gannon. Letitia. And they also asked how she knew the man's name. And his... ID fell out of his pocket while he was kidnapping Gannon and she picked it up and saw, but she didn't have the ID anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So let's go to February, 2020. Oh my God. Gannon's family is getting desperate for the truth of what happened to him. Al is still doing the calls with the evil step bitch. This a month later. This is a month later. Like this is the following month. Okay. And during one of the phone calls, finally points out that Letitia never even mentioned Quincy Brown in her initial statement. Mm-hmm. It was Eduardo, and she says that she was scared. That's why she didn't say anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Al then tells her that investigators found blood in Gannon's room. It was under the carpet. It was on the walls. It was in a socket. And Letitia tells him that Gannon burnt his finger during the candle incident. And he bled a little, so he wiped it on the wall. This woman's a genius. Oh, my God. Some quick thinking right there. But You don't bleed from a burn. No. And at no point in the video that she was taking of him while she was berating him, does he say anything about bleeding. He just says he's burnt. His finger. Yeah. He burnt his finger, and I guess it was bleeding extensively because he had enough to wipe it on the wall and the socket and drip through the carpet. Yeah. Mm. All right, Letitia, you keep telling yourself that. Mm-hmm. In another phone call, Letitia tells Al that Gannon actually cut his foot because he brought the trash outside barefoot. And that's how the blood got in the house. Okay. Yeah. So finally, on March 2nd, so we're right at a month over him being gone, okay. Letitia's arrested in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. She is charged with first-degree murder of a child under 12 by someone in a position of trust, first-degree murder, child abuse resulting in death, tampering with a deceased human body, tampering with physical evidence, crime of violence, eight counts, oh, crap. and attempted escape. They found him? No. At this time, the prosecution is moving forward with a no-body case. Which is hard to prosecute because you have a harder time proving that the victim is actually deceased. But they're so sure that she did it that they're willing to arrest her and expedite her back from South Carolina to Colorado. On March 4th, while she is being transferred from South Carolina to Colorado, this crazy bitch attacked the deputy (laughs) escorting her with a monster (laughs) energy drink can and attempted to Firearm. Wow. Yes. I'm telling you, the balls on this woman are yes. just insane. Like, I feel like she's living in a fantasy world. Like, who does this? I would never. This is crazy. <laughs> Whose monster energy I think drink she, was she it? She must have been at the gas station and they let her out because she had to poop. I don't know. Oh, my God. 
What if it was the deputy's energy drink? I'd be really pissed. You beat me with my own can. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't getting my gun. This is my gun. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Get your ass back there. She should have popped a cap in her ass. She should have. I'm like, oop, it slipped. My oh, bad. Oh, send everybody some trouble. <laughs> On March 18th, bridge inspectors with the Florida Department of Transportation found Gannon's body in a suitcase oh my under a bridge in Pensacola, Florida. Oh. 1,500 miles from his home. <gasps> 1,500 miles? She drove from Colorado and dropped him off in Pensacola, Florida. Man. Let me get to that. Okay, okay. Gannon was lying in the fetal position, oh. wrapped in his bed sheets and comforter. When Gannon's body was examined, it was found that Letitia had stabbed him <gasps> 18 times. Oh, my God. In the chest and back. Oh, my God. And he had multiple skull fractures from being beat. Oh, no. It was determined that Gannon was alive (gasps) for all 18 knife wounds, and if he would have gotten medical treatment, he would have survived. Brandy. Letitia then shot Gannon in the jaw, severing his spinal cord. Oh, my God. She also shot two more times but missed him. Wait, none of the kids heard this? Or this was whenever they were... This is when they were at school and work. And he's in his bed when this happens because the blood, the spray or whatever, is like on the walls by the bed. Which she cleaned up and then they found anyway. Okay. Um, Oh, my God. Poor baby. I know. Like, and he was tiny. He was adorable. He seems like, like, how the hell can you do this to a child? He felt every one of those 18... Yes. Stabs. And it, he had defensive wounds all over his arms and legs. Oh, my God. And the bullet was still lodged in his skull. Oh, sweet baby. Uh, investigators determined that Letitia had Gannon's body in the suitcase in her Tegan before moving him to the budget rental truck. So he was in a suitcase in her Tegan in the short-term parking at the airport while mm. she was driving around in the rental. Picking up the dad, acting like nothing's nothing. wrong. Like he didn't even know. That anything was wrong. Mm -mm. He thinks that he ran away or he was picked up by somebody else. There's no way his wife would do something like this to his child. It seems like he would notice, like, okay, if I killed somebody, I would have so much guilt in me that you would know. Like, you would be like, what the hell is wrong with you, Kelly? Maybe that's why she disappeared on the second day and was, like, never coming back around. Maybe. Okay. On the drive from Colorado to South Carolina, Letitia drove through Pensacola, Florida, and threw Gannon's body in the suitcase over the side of the bridge. Oh, my God. She assumed that there was water under the bridge and the body would be washed away. Oh, no. Thankfully, there was not enough water to wash his body away, and the suitcase became stuck underneath the bridge. Letitia's daughter, Harley, had no clue that her mom had murdered Gannon, that Gannon was actually with them when they were going to South Carolina, and that in the middle of the night, her mom left her in the hotel to go throw Gannon's body over a bridge. Well, that's a long drive from South Carolina to Florida, though. Yeah, so they probably stopped a couple times. Like, she stopped and spent the night in Texas uh, the first night, Mm -hmm. and then they drove to Florida the next night, and they got a hotel room around Pensacola. okay, okay. And when Harley so they was hadn't sleeping, made it there yet. yeah, no, okay, they hadn't made in it route. yet. In route, and wow. Harley was devastated by the news. I guess she was, and she did not sympathize with her mother at all. I would neither. She could not believe that her mother would do something like this. My God, that's brutal. And he stayed in a, a suitcase for what? What are we in? Two months? Two months. March. 18th, so like almost exactly two months. This poor baby was zipped up in a suitcase. Mm -mm. But Letitia's crazy is not over yet. Of course not. On June 4th, she tried to escape from prison by prying the bars off her window with a broom handle. 
How'd that work out for her? Well, her cellmate found out what she was planning on doing and knew what she was in prison for. So she went and told the officers because people don't like child killers or no, child rapers in prison. They sure don't. They are not going to be sympathizing with you. No. Well, then Letitia tries to say that she's insane and she can't be held responsible for her actions because she didn't know what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the mental evaluation was given and it proved that she was not insane and she knew exactly what she was doing. She was too methodical about it. She tried to cover her tracks. She didn't mm-hmm. do a good job of it, thankfully, mm-hmm. but she did. Mm-hmm. On April 3rd, 2023, attorneys gave the opening statements in Letitia's trial. Throughout the trial, multiple witnesses are brought up, including Al, Gannon's father, mm-hmm. the neighbor who she blocked on Facebook, uh, Letitia's half-brother, and her half-brother stated that he saw Letitia put the suitcase that Gannon was found in in the rental truck when she was moving. Oh. He didn't know there was a body in there, but he saw his half-sister put it in there. So she has the suitcase and the body. She has a witness that puts her with him. So she put it in the budget rental, rental truck. truck. It was in her car the whole time yeah. that his mother and mother-in-law and her husband were all out looking for him, she had that suitcase in her car. Yes. And moved it to the budget truck whenever she decided to split town. Exactly. So she knew where he was the entire time. Uh, and she deliberately hid his body from everybody and let them spin their wheels and told all kind of lies so she wouldn't get caught. Mm-hmm. Um, even Letitia's daughter got up and testified against her. Good for her. I know. Uh, That takes a lot. That's a lot. And that's great that she cared enough about her stepbrother to know that what her mom did is wrong and she shouldn't get away with it. Mm. The last witness called was Kevin Clark. And Kevin had reviewed Letitia's Google searches prior to her arrest. And I don't know if Letitia actually understood what Google (laughs) was. Okay. I think she assumed that it was a journal. Mm. Because here are a few of her searches. Okay. I'm overdoing all the work for my stepkids and their mom doesn't help. Oh. Another one. One day people will wish they treated you differently. Mm. Okay, bitch. Another. If you aren't involved in your kid's life, you are shitty. Another. I wonder if my husband's ex-wife is sending me a Valentine's Day card since I raise her kids. Bitter much? I'm not (laughs) sure if she understands that Valentine's Day is for lovers. Maybe she thought this was Mother's Day. Do you know where his real mother lived? I don't. I feel like she lived in California, but I'm okay. not 100%. Because when you we'll say they flew, that up. they flew in and they were... Yeah, okay. like they weren't there. And Al had full custody of the children at the time. So it's yeah. not like they were going back and forth every right. week. Okay. So then she wrote, it's crappy. Some parents don't care for their kids or buy them presents. Uh-oh. Okay, well, you murdered one, so it doesn't make you very good. Parenting should be for four people, not one. I don't know if she knew how babies were made. Four people. Not not just one. Four people need to raise this child. Now, I understand. Yes. Okay. You're divorced. Another search, and the last one I'll tell you is, find me a rich guy who wants me to take care of his kids. Oh, my God. This ain't Siri. No. <laughs> she did treat it like a journal. Yeah, she did. It gets even better because they find mm-hmm. out that Letitia tried to order a fake polygraph. From an online website. Oh, okay. Okay. She didn't receive the results in a timely manner, so she called customer service like seven times. She originally told them that the results should have arrived. It's like, okay, well, we resent them. They should be arriving shortly. She called back to make sure they had the correct email because she still hadn't received them. She called back again to tell them she hadn't received them. And by this point, the person she's speaking with sees in her file that her questions went against company policy. 
So she would not be getting the fake results. Oh, and at this okay. point she was like, well, what, what are you going to do with them? Like, are they just like stopped? And he was like, well, yeah, like you're not going to get them. We're not going to do anything. Like it, it, it's over. Like our relationship right now is cut. We are not giving you fake polygraph results for these questions. So she, she made her own questions and, and sent them in and they were okay. supposed to create a polygraph chart that showed that she wasn't lying. Why did they even have these services available? I don't know. That's a really good question. Mm. Like it's better because <laughs> after this, she calls back and she tells the customer service representative that she went and looked on the website mm-hmm. and it specifically states that she can ask questions regarding infidelity. Okay. The customer service representative asked her what questions she put down so he could make sure he was looking at the right file. Oh, she gave him some bullshit answer. By this time, the representative knows what Letitia's questions are. I'm sure they can see everything. And that the information had already been turned over to the police. <gasps> Here are some of the questions she sure, asked damn. that she didn't think went against company policy. This is probably not even related to fidelity. No, it's not. Okay. Did you participate in any way in causing harm to your stepson? Oh. <laughs> Her answer was no. <laughs> Did your stepson return with you to your home? Her answer was yes. Did you participate in any way in causing the death of your stepson? Her answer is no. I have no idea why these were flagged. No, of course not. This is all about infidelity. Seriously, Kelly, she had no clue why they wouldn't give her the report. Was she she hoping to get like a, to turn this in as like a third party? Yeah, like she passed a polygraph. She was going to give it to the news outlets and let them know that she passed the polygraph test. Fake polygraphs.com. And that is actually the website, fakepolygraphs.com. Yes. All right, fakepolygraphs.com. We just gave you a shout out. So (laughs) we expect an endorsement. Yeah. And good job (laughs) on turning this crazy bitch in for these questions. Thank you for that. Yes. In May of 2023, Letitia was found guilty on all counts and was sentenced to life in prison. Hallelujah. And hopefully she will never get out and she won't be given the chance to ruin another family's life. Well, you're never gonna get it. (laughs) Never ever gonna get it. Gannon was finally brought home to his parents and siblings that loved him. It definitely wasn't the way his parents wanted him returned. But at least they got him back. At least they knew where he was and what had happened to him. That's so sad. It really is. Like, uh, At least it gave him closure. Yeah. And they got to bury him. And they got a crazy bitch off the streets and... Wow, she was a nut job. Yeah. Like... A true nut job. How do you go from bomb threats to murdering an 11-year-old? Like, that's a... Big escalation in 20 years, 19 years. That's a lot of hate, That's a too. lot. Like, stabbing and then shooting him in the head. Yeah. And you're his primary caregiver. Like, how can you hate a child this much? Like, because he had another, the, the little girl, right? Yeah, he had a daughter, too. So was she going to go after the little girl next? I don't know. Was he a bad kid, or was he... According to everything I read, he wasn't. He didn't cause problems. He was good at school. He didn't have an attitude. Like, I know some people don't like a certain gender of children. Maybe, like, maybe was, she just didn't like boys. Thinking, yeah. But I couldn't find any evidence anywhere. Everything that I read, it basically came out of nowhere. Like, nobody suspected this happened. They really thought somebody picked him up when he was going to his friend's house. Another incredibly sad case. Yeah. Thankfully, this bitch is locked up. People are nutso. So did she get life? She did get life. And they don't have the death penalty in Colorado, so it's life without the possibility of parole. Mm. Well, this is a good one. Yeah. 
Uh, not very uplifting. Pretty sad. No, now I'm all depressed. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to hug my babies. Yes. Me too. All I right. know. I hugged my boys extra tight last night after I finished typing this one up. Well. <laughs> we hope that we didn't scare you off and that y'all join us next week. <laughs> for yes, please do. Another episode about bitches who, who are, are unwell. unwell.